Welcome back to the Ball and Beats podcast. It was a somewhat successful weekend of football. Michigan won, Ohio State won, the Lions lost, the Browns won. Yeah. Terrible. Just yeah. terrible. Terrible. Yeah. No victory Monday for yeah. Lions fans. It's, yeah. it, it's a victory. It hey, was not a victory It's Monday. a victory Tuesday a victory for week. Ohio State fans. It's been a whole I victory mean, weekend, really, for me. Wow. You know. Bro, bro, his team goes on the road. Beat, or, sorry, not on the road. They're at home. But they beat, beat a the terrible Steelers team. Yeah. Terrible Steelers George team. George Pickens mosses the Browns, and they still find a way to lose by double digits. It was just a bad game. Yeah. Um. I But I knew the Browns were going to win. That's why I picked them. And then, you I know, mean, you I have Logan picking against the Browns because he's saying, ah, oh, you know, I don't trust my defense. Yeah, and then goes, you know. Reverse psychology and – doesn't work with Detroit apparently. I feel like that one. Maybe I need to pick. I feel like that one guy. I'll pick the Seahawks to win. I feel like that one guy on that one meme. I couldn't even tell you at this point. I feel like that one guy on that one meme, you know, that I love to send. You have any thoughts on the Browns? How they played? It was exactly how I needed them to respond back after a terrible, <laughs> terrible choke job uh, the previous week. J E and they only had Jets, Jets, Jets. Hey man, new week. Don't they're in the past. You know, that loss is in the past now. They obviously have they needed a win like that to keep the momentum going for the year. Because if they would not have beat Pittsburgh, I would have wiped the season off completely. I um, don't know. You got twenty twelve Joe Flacco top that's ten. Okay. Top yeah. ten and top pass? five. Top five. He's fifth. Fifth in passing. He's like nine oh six or something like that. He's fifth. It's still it's bad because even when we do win, we still can't have something happen bad. If you know, people haven't heard. Miles Garrett got in a serious car accident. Luckily, he's okay. Uh, they said it was non-life threatening um, injuries. Um, I don't know if that means he's going to be out this week. Um, I do think you take precaution with him, um, just in case you know we have to get his medical reports and whatnot. Uh, you don't know what happened. Well. Injuries wise, but we know that he swerved out of the way because there was an animal on the road, probably a deer, and um, his car flipped over a few times. And um, I've seen the luck, damage. Luckily, he wasn't severely injured. Um, he's a fantastic player, one of the best defensive players in the game, and I'm glad he's okay. Um, hopefully, he'll be back soon. I do think that maybe he's out this week just for the Browns. Take precaution, give him a week off. Um, I don't really think they need him against. Atlanta. Since it would be nice to have Clowney back, Since I think back, Jadavion Clowney is going to be coming back this week for the Browns. That but, would be nice. If, um, if, if we had neither of them, I'd be a little more worried. But who knows? Um, you just want him to be okay. So yeah. that's what matters the most. Yeah. Um, um, but, hey, yeah, back on the win on Thursday night, uh, Nick Chubb, run game, run game. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper have more chemistry together than – than Baker had with any of our receivers in Cleveland ever at one point. It's been three games. First Cleveland Browns receiver since 2013 to go back-to-back of having back-to-back games of having 100 yards receiving or more since Josh Gordon. Since Josh Gordon before he found out what marijuana was. That's hmm. crazy. That is crazy. You would think of all the talent we had at, at our receiver position a few years ago, you would have thought, you would have thought there would have been a chance like that. Amari Cooper's proven to be a steal of a, of a receiver in the, in the trade we got. For a fifth-round pick. For a fifth-round pick, we got Amari Cooper. That was that that still surprised me that Dallas came up with that. Um, but it helps when you're playing nobodies. So um, <laughs> when you're playing a Steelers team without T.J. Watt, um, I underestimated them. I thought they would be a lot better. Or I overestimated them. Sorry. Um, I thought they'd be a lot better defensive. Wise, uh, they did make some plays on the defensive side of the ball, but their offense just is 
god awful. I mean, they need to start Kenny Pickett, or they need to do something. Mitch That's Tr- exactly. Mitchell Trubisky's not the answer. He's not a good quarterback. We've learned that from Chicago. Um, we learned that from the one game he played for the Bills last year. He's not an NFL quarterback, and yet people are still trotting him out on the field. Kind of like the Falcons with Mar- Marietta. He's not an NFL quarterback either. He's not very good. Although he did have a decent game against Seattle, he's not a guy that will lead you to a playoff, yeah, you know, a playoff with, team. Though. With a team like Seattle, you should always have a decent game against a team like Seattle. Well, that brings me to my next point, of which we hope the Lions on Sunday do. Because um, the Lions did an SOL. Like the same thing that they do every single year. I hope Cleveland never wins another game. And I still think the Lions have a better team than the Browns. And I think they'll have a better record than the Browns. Stop it. Okay. We will. Stop. Hey, hey, hey. We actually have to face the Jets this season. Yeah. We can actually beat them. We can actually beat them and not, you know, blow a... Double-digit lead with two minutes left in the ball game. Anyway, hey, since that's say, in the since, hey, since, since say, that's no, in the past, we don't want to talk about it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> like I said, okay, I see. I with see Minnesota, that game on Sunday, we the Lions. I was getting, I was going to get ready to come on here on Tuesday and praise this team. Say, okay, this team looks different. This team is ready to take that next step. They go on the road. You beat Minnesota, who's not a bad team. They are a decent team. Jeff Okuda locked up Justin Jefferson all day long. The defense did make some plays, but they did the same thing they do every. And if I am going to punch you in the face, <laughs> uh, just no. Oh yeah, that's the Browns against the Jets. Did the same thing. Yeah, choked yeah. hard. Except you just know, like Squidward we'd, did on that. We did against a re- relevant team anyway, um, <laughs> and we didn't let a rookie wide receiver from you know our state put up 120 yards on us. Um, but I did say you guys this need came, to watch out with the Kool Aid drink. This came. This wasn't even the Kool Aid. Like the Lions should have won this game. They should have. This won is this not game. on the team. They should have. This won the is game. on Dan Campbell, Ben Johnson as well. Aaron Glenn had a good game defensive, coaching wise. He he coached a decent game. He gave up twenty eight points, but you know, when you're getting you know a flag every other play by Amani Warrior for illegal hands, it, it you can't really do much. I mean, every other play, it's like he was just getting a flag. Yes. He was, you know, with Adam Thielen or with Justin Jefferson or with K.J. Osborne, it didn't matter. He was just getting the legal hands in the face. And it was a five-yard penalty first down every single time. Yep. And the defense did make some plays. Hutch was non-existent. Um, he, he, he didn't have a good game. He didn't really do anything. Um, but it comes down to coaching. The Lions had a third and one at their own 27-yard line. And with 11 minutes left in the game, they're up by 10. You run the ball. Your team has been running the ball well all game long. You get a few yards. You've been getting three or four or five yards every single rush, and Swift hasn't even really been in the game. It's been Jamal Williams. And what do they do? Back shoulder fade. You know, 30-yard pass on third and one, and it's incomplete. Josh Reynolds is not catching a contested ball covered by Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson's old, but he's still a good corner. This team just coaching mistakes, and Dan Campbell should learn from this, but when when do we start to criticize him? Like last year was all fun and games. You know, this team's bad. You know, they're close. You know, it, it didn't matter last year. We knew the team was going to be awful. This is the first year in a while the team has expectations to be at least decent, and they let that one get away from them. They really did. That came down to coaching, 
that came down to why are you putting Austin Seibert in a position to kick a 54-yard field goal when it's fourth and four? You've been going for it on fourth down all day long. And Let's he kick missed, a 50-yard field he goal. He missed it by a mile. I mean, these kickers, Greg Joseph, Greg Joseph wasn't doing good either. He also missed two field goals. Neither kicker was doing good. Why are you sending the field goal guy? Why are you sending your kicker out there? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, go for it on fourth down. If you don't get it, have your defense hold. Or even punt the ball. Maybe pin him. You have a great punter in Jack Fox. Like, it just was bad decision-making. It made no sense. And the thing that made me upset the most was Dan Campbell came in after the game and said, I freaking regret it, man. I freaking regret my decision. And you're the coach. Yes, you regret your decision. You should learn from this. But you also did the same thing last year against Baltimore with exactly. that kit, with that like sixty-six yard field goal that I still can't believe Justin Tucker made. And it's okay. I mean, if it he- doesn't make any sense, and it's the same thing every single year with this team where they make the same mistakes. I I, I just had a feeling deep down they were still going to lose this game, even when you know they stopped them on fourth down, you know, with two minutes left, got them to the two minute warning. They kept running the ball, which I was fine with. You get to a minute 20, you're at the you're at your own the opponent's 37. It's fourth and four. Either punt the ball or go for it. Don't kick a field goal because Minnesota was gonna score anyway. The Lions are terrible at and or at you know just game, just game like, time you know, management about, about, about defensively. Like if if a team has a chance to win to win the game and score a touchdown, they will. KJ Osborne was like it had was twenty yards of the next Lions defender. It, it was a wide open touchdown, and it just upsets me the most because this team comes close every time, and they do the same exact thing. It happened with Philadelphia Week One. The Lions had a fourth and two, and they kicked a field goal and they missed it. Yeah, I, Cybert, I remember. he's not good. He's not a good kicker. I get it if you have a guy like Graham Gano or Justin Tucker. But we don't. But you don't. You don't have anything close to that. Cybert is not a good kicker. And don't even say Cade York. I wasn't going to say Cade York. And the thing, I don't know why they gave up Riley Patterson. He didn't miss a field goal the second half last year. And now he's in Jacksonville lighting it up. He's becoming a really good kicker for Jacksonville. Why they gave him up for nothing, I have no idea. But it just comes down to bad decision makings for the coaches Dan Campbell needs to get questioned more. And no, I'm not saying fire him. It's way too early in the season. But I think fans should start to really look at him for what he is. And he is a motivator. But when it comes to game time decisions and when it comes to, you know, you're you're up against the wall, it's fourth down, you know, you need to make a decision, he always makes the wrong one. And that's what hurts this team. And that's what, you know, keeps the narrative going of same old lines, which is SOL. Which and it is, happens every single year. Happened which is last year and it happened this year. I'm concerned against Seattle. I should not have concerns about the Lions beating I, Seattle. I'm not really concerned about Seattle. I think the Lions should beat the Seahawks. They are awful. They are awful. If the Lions, I will say this, if the Lions lose to Seattle, they go on the road, they lose to New England, and they go into the bye one and four, Dan Campbell should be on the hot seat. You don't lose those games, especially with Mac Jones being out. Brian Hoyer is going to be the, your next three quarterbacks you're facing are Geno Smith, Brian Hoyer, and Cooper Rush, who apparently is doing good. Oh, and three. Like, you cannot lose these games. You just can't. Maybe one. 
Maybe, maybe the Dallas one. If you go two and one, that's fine. You, you go three and three, that's fine. As long as you're around 500, just don't get under. Just don't get two under. One game's fine. They did let this one get away against Minnesota, but it just brings the narrative of same old Lions back. It, it makes the same narrative every single year that they do this because it comes down to bad coaching decisions. They do the same stuff every time. We should be talking about the Lions being two and one yes. and them ha- being home against Seattle, having a chance to go three and one. And then you go to New England, who, who knows? Maybe you go into the bye at four and one and you're first in your division. The NFC North is not good this year. The Packers don't look impressive. The Vikings don't look impressive. The Bears The are. Bears are the Bears, and the Lions are the Lions. The North is up for grabs. It really is. There's not one dominant team. It's not like the NFC South. Tampa's going to win that. It's not like the NFC East. Eagles are going to win. Eagles are going to win that. There's not one dominant team. It's up for grabs. And that's what, you know, they needed to win this game in the fact of you, you, your players, if they want to buy into a coach, you need to win. You can talk all you want. You can hype the fans all you want. That's all Dan Campbell has done is hype these fans up and hype everybody up. And people have noticed. But in the NFL, it comes down to wins and losses. And when it comes down to it, Dan Campbell, when it comes to game time management, he's not a, he's not a good game time manager. He's just not. Now, he might learn from it. Who knows? I still think he's a good coach. I still think that it's good that the players buy into him, something that Matt Patricia never had. But he needs to win at home against Seattle. You cannot lose this game. This is very early. This is a must-win game. You can't lose. You need to go into the bye week at 3-2. and two. You can't lose to the Seattle, and you can't lose to New England. These are gimme games. You're playing up against bad quarterbacks. And I know the injury with everything, with Swift, with Amon-Ra, with everybody. Everybody is banged up on this team, it seems like. Tracy Walker, he's out for the season. He's your starting safety, and he's a captain on the team. He's out. He's gone. Next player up. Worked, it worked against Washington. The offensive line had three guys down. Didn't matter. Still had over 120 rushing yards. Doesn't matter. That's the problem with this team. They do the same stuff every single year, and it hurts. I mean, for the first time in a while... I really thought this was the difference for the team. I really thought they were doing something. They could really be something this year. But. And on that note, we I should hope, turn off on. The I, Lions are good. You got your rant. Nah. I, hope, I hope the Browns never win a game. Ever again. <laughs> I hope they go 2-15 and 15 and just blow up in their face. Oh, man. I hope the Browns stadium floods so they don't play there ever again. I, I, I love your guys' optimism for Cleveland. Play, play in the lake. <laughs> play in the lake. They kind of already do. They're right on the lake. Um, how about get rid of Brownie the uh, Elf? I'm, no, we will never get rid of Brownie the Elf. I, I, never. You guys called yourselves the Dog Pound and now have an Elf. That's because the Dog Pound was standing for our defense of the '80s, and then the fans took it. I feel like Man, the look where I, that got you. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> hey, it got us to lose a team and bring it back. Uh, how about? Buffalo and Miami. What a game that was. That was that was a special game. They opened up Bill's with- offensive coordinator was me after the Lions game. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that they opened they opened up an investigation into oh, the yeah. coaches and not the coaches, but the doctors because Tua came in came, came back, back into after, the game. Yeah. yeah. NFLPA is investigating that. 
What a game, though. I mean, we said it had game of the year potential all over I picked the Dolphins it. to it win. Was. I picked Miami to win, too. Did you pick Miami to win? Yes, I did. Double check that. I didn't pick the Bills to win. I don't remember. But I, I, I know I picked Miami. I picked I Miami picked because Buffalo. I picked Miami because they were in Miami. If they no, were, you picked the Bills. Did I? Yeah. No, I did Oof. not. Yeah, you did. I remember. It says it on here. You picked the Bills. Yeah, I remember you picking Buffalo. Uh, Yikes. I really think this no, is not. good for Miami because with a new a new head coach, three and zero, and they're ne- they have a really true test. This is you know another one. It seems like the Dolphins are on a gauntlet of schedule. Yeah, you know going to Cincinnati. You win that game, you go to 4-0. That ain't a gauntlet this year. <laughs> yeah, it is. It still is a tough opponent. The Bengals are still a good team. Still a good a team. A lot better than the Browns. Uh, record by, uh, <laughs> the Browns are 2-1. Well, yeah, the Bengals will be 3-0 and if they played your schedule. <laughs> nah. They would beat the know. Jets. They did beat the Jets. They literally exactly. just beat the Jets. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that game was so fun to watch and just seeing – how the Bills pulled the Cowboys in the playoffs last year at the very end of that game. How about the butt punt? We had the butt that punt. That was hilarious. We had the butt. Hold on. They still won that game, they too. St- I, it's crazy. Miami was just trying to give Buffalo the game at the end, mm-hmm. and they just they just blew it. Buffalo blew it. And I'm really surprised that Tua was allowed back in that game after. Yeah. That was pretty hard to see watching him stumble getting up. It was bad. It looked uh, really bad. I've heard it might just be a back injury, though, not a head injury. I think he should be okay. I think he should be okay, but... It is a short week this week, though, with them playing on Thursday night. Miami's acting like it's not a concussion. They're acting like it's not a concussion from what I've heard, which you never know. You never... Well, yeah, you do know. You know how the NFL can be with their concussion protocol? And they've been fishy and iffy in the past, specifically in the early to mid-2000s. They did Mm -hmm. not care whatsoever. Nope. So... Uh, hopefully he's good. Hopefully he's healthy to bounce back. And Speaking of team doctors, the Chargers team doctor. How is he still How is he still employed by them after what he did to Tyrod Taylor? I mean, excuse me, not Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. And Justin Herbert banged up and them getting absolutely blown out by right. Jacksonville? 38 Jacksonville to might 10? be a team this year. I said Jacksonville was the team to watch out in AFC South. I didn't say they would win the division, but they're starting to look like it yeah, after three look. weeks. They're starting they, to I don't look know. Like the, Colts, the Colts did impress me. They did beat the Chiefs. They did beat the Chiefs, but it's Matt Ryan and his age. You never know. And we Trevor all Lawrence the Colts, did take that massive leap. That yes. We all thought he would take in year two, and yeah. he's looking like a true NFL he, quarterback. He also now. needed a true NFL coach. Yeah, that, that helps him yes. out an awful lot. Uh, tied for fifth Doug, all time. When you have when you have a super <laughs> right, Doug <laughs> Peterson's already tied with Urban Meyer and wins, and tied for fifth. That's crazy, you know. Uh, he finally has a true Super Bowl winning NFL head coach, and he doesn't have a guy who acts like he's still in college. <laughs> literally in college, not even coaching in college. Um, he's finally got a tr- true leadership. He is the leader of that team already in his second year. Uh, the direction of that program is not program. Direction of that franchise is, you know, very looking, good for him. It's it, looking good. Yeah. It's looking really it good for their future. Uh, that division it's pretty anyone for the taking for the next five sure I, years. I'm to be pretty honest. sure I picked the Colts to win that division. I, pick, but I the, picked Indy to win, but I did say Jacksonville would fight for second. I and picked Tennessee. 
and they're one and well, well who knows? We'll see. Yeah, Honestly, we'll see. you don't really know after three. You never know anything really. Like it's way weeks. too early to predict anything. Like the Bears are two and one right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody knows. Exactly. The Giants who honestly look a lot better under Brian Dayball. Yeah, but they're Danny, also two. Danny Dimes is number one a primetime game. Well, the the, the real Kirk good. Cousins. He's the real Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has one win on prime time. But uh yeah. How about the Cowboys? How about Cooper Rush? Cooper <laughs> Rush is three and always a starter. Wow. Good for him. Better than Dak Prescott? Former Chippewa. And how and the Chippewas are coming to Toledo this week. He's worth nine hundred and seventy seven thousand a year. Pay, and they have a quarterback they have a quarterback Prescott. who's worth forty three million. And Honestly, he wins more games when he plays. When Dak was playing him and C D Lamb They look good. Was, that was a heck of a catch by CD Lamb and that touchdown. I say Star Cooper. He also Rush. had one heck of a drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. did. He, he made, he up, made for up for it. it. He made up for it, but that's that, one that you shouldn't drop. I will say genuinely I'm surprised by that division to start the year. I mean, like hmm. I said, it is pretty early, but you Eagles have been the most consistent NFC team through three weeks. Uh we always know who's who ends the year undefeated the latest is always one of the first teams out the playoffs. We've noticed that. Yes. You had the Steelers the year of COVID. You had the Cardinals last year. You know, all the teams that kind of have this weird start, they all of a sudden hit a lull and then just kind of fall off. Uh, that could happen easily with the Eagles if they're not careful. I mean, but the closest they team. have a They have a pretty easy division that they can they I can mean, win that. I think the Eagles can go 6-0 and in the East. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they it's could, not yeah. even close. I yeah. think they'll beat the Giants twice. They already beat the Commanders. And with the Cowboys, you know, with it's fun being with Cooper Rush. He's he's not Dak Prescott, and they're not the same without Dak Prescott. So but yet they still win more. Well, they're yeah. playing no, the Giants. No, I'm, I'm just. Um, yeah. I also want to do one more small thing before we get into college because we can talk. Just talk a little bit about college. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bears are ruining Justin Fields, and it shows with every single week. He is struggling. Big time. Yes. And I think, and you know, we thought he'd take maybe even a small leap like Trevor Lawrence. But he's, he, he's, 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 he's going backwards. Yeah, I was going to say. He's, like looking, he's going backwards, he's, but yet he's still the second best quarterback in that draft class. He's looking because worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got Trey Lance who really Zach hasn't had Wilson's a true chance. Injured, so. Zach Wilson's injured. And now Mac Jones is injured. And Mac Jones, I mean, granted, he had the good year last year, but. You have a defensive. I don't think. Yeah, but I don't think he's like gonna be a great. NFL I don't think so. Either. I think he's gonna be like a Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I think where he's always gonna be in the middle. If you look at who had the best overall talent coming out, it was easily Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Oh yeah. Tre- he, well, Trevor Lawrence, I think this was the consensus. He was the guy, and then you know Zach Wilson really came out of nowhere in his junior year and kind of overtook Fields, even though Fields had a heck of a game against Clemson. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't have played any better. But the problem is that the Bears have no team around him. And while Khalil Herbert is a really good running back, and he had a great game against the Bears, or sorry, against the Giants, um, he doesn't... Fields is really starting to concern me because he's continuing the narrative that Ohio State quarterbacks don't translate into the NFL. Yes. And he is... I I know the Bears don't have an O-line, and I know that if you put... Fields in like San Francisco. If you put or if you put Fields in Philadelphia, like Jalen Hurts, I think that he thrives and I think that he does get better. But you can only do this to Fields for so many years before he completely loses all confidence and he becomes a bust. Yeah, because if he is ranked thirty first in QBR, 
His passing yardage you know who, you know is 30 seconds. You know who's 32nd in QBR? That guy in Carolina. Baker Mayfield. If I'm correct, I believe I'm correct. I think he has the worst QBR out of any starter in the league He's right now. He's just like – I feel bad for Fields because I had so much hope that he would be like a stud. I, th- in the I, NFL. I, th- I figured he would change the narrative. You know, I know I did too. I think he went to the wrong team. Of course he did. I think you he, have a team that's stuck in 1985. He should. I mean, you have a team that is genuinely I stuck in the 1980s. I wanted the Lions to draft Fields over Sewell, but Sewell's ranked the number one right tackle in the NFL, so we're okay. Sewell's been he's un- been unbelievable. And he's only 21. When you, get dra- when you get drafted to a team who's been stuck in 1985, don't ever care about the offensive side of the ball. I don't know, Trubisky had a good year one in, he had in a good, Chicago. He had a good oh, year after that, one. he was awful. He had a good year one, but he also, if you really was carried look at, by their defense. Was carried. He was carried by their defense. And two, besides Allen Robinson, who's they never really, had the greatest quarterback play ever anyway, they didn't have much on offense. They've never had much know. on offense. They don't even target the offense. Out of all these new head coaches, you look at all these new head coaches that come into places where you got young quarterbacks. They're the one team that got that defensive-minded head coach. I don't know. But I know that today's, if, if you're Justin Fields. In today's NFL, you go for a young-minded offensive head coach to go with your new quarterback, to go with your young quarterback, because that's what's going to be successful in today's NFL. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with a defensive co- head coach if you've got, like, a solid it's not, guy. It's not the great option. It's not a great and – and I love the fact that it was a Toledo guy who got the chance, Matt Eberflus, yeah. from Whitmer High School, played at UT, started at UT, all that. It's cool to see, but – He's chi- winning games with him, too. Not Chicago. Not Chicago. Not with a young quarterback like Justin Fields who needs genuine – he needs, he needs a new environment. You I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to be as simple as it. I think he needs to get out of Chicago. Yes. He needs to either request a trade or the Bears need to do something to help him out. Because if it's the end of year two, he's still looking awful and he's not getting any help. W- what's the point? Darnell Mooney's not doing anything. No. Uh, Fields isn't doing anything because his offensive line is terrible. He can't. He doesn't have receivers and his defense is awful. All. Roquan Smith, besides him. You are 90% yeah. of what your environment is. I'm gen- the Bears these- are just not good. Yeah, no. And I know they're 2-1. and one. They did beat the Niners, and they did beat the Texans. You should but they beat got the Texans. Blown yeah, out. They you- got blown out in Green Bay, and the Bears are still, they're not going to be good. No. Fields, the way he's playing, it's just he needs a new environment. That's why if you're Brad Holmes, you get on the phone. And I know the Bears don't trade him to a divisional opponent. But no. try, try to do your best. No. Not at all, and he. Sadly, the narrative isn't going to change anytime no. soon this year, anyway. Hopefully, hopefully Stroud, hopefully Stroud will do it, but we'll see. And it, I, it's and all about environment. It's all about where you go. It, people, it's all about the right place at the right time. Like Jalen Hurts put into Philadelphia when they had a team built around him. Yeah, I think Fields, if he was traded to Philly, like Jalen, if he was in Jalen Hurts' spot, I think he'd do better. He'd be doing great. I think he'd be, be doing, doing fantastic. I think yes. You got an O line. You got receivers. You got tight ends. You have a defense who's top five in the NFL. I'm not going to lie. That's set. why I'm I'm kind of worried from an Ohio State fan's perspective. We'll transition into college football here. Say Chicago gives up on Eberflus after one year. You don't think they call Ryan Day up? No. You don't think Ryan they call Day's Ryan committed Day? to Ohio State for the next, like, five years? I know he just got an extension. Why would they fire Eberflus after one year? He's 2 and one Coaches get fired after one year. It's happened. Well, that was Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is uh, 
Cleveland Browns fired Rod Chudzinski after one year. Yeah, but Eberflus is is winning games. If the Bears were 0-3... It is also three weeks. Honestly, you got to remember that they gave Matt Nagy. They gave him a few years, and I know he did go 12-4 and their first year. But the thing is, is that the Bears know they're in a rebuild, and they know, they know their team's bad. They're not going to fire a head coach because they know it's not the head coach. I'm just saying, I'm just saying as a Buckeye fan, keep it out for the next couple years. Just think about it. I know Ryan Day is committed to Ohio State contractually I don't think he for a leaves. long time. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me entirely if he left. Unless they just give him a uh, holy number of money, like unreal. What, 15 mil a year? Make him the highest paid NFL head coach. Other than that, no. I don't. Because I think he's where he wants to be at Ohio State. He's got a – he just signed an extension. You're not going to leave after just signing an extension. You shouldn't, at least. You shouldn't, but we've seen we've seen crazy. We have seen it, but – and that brings, I guess, to college football. Um, OSU came out. They looked dominant against Wisconsin. Took care of business. OSU is proving that they are the class of the Big Ten. They are the best team in the Big Ten, and they didn't have their starting corners neither. And, and still haven't been without their best receiver. wide receiver. And it, it's just showing how dominant this receiving core is. It's showing how dominant this – this offense went out there, and they scored on the first, I think, four possessions. Mm-hmm. McAllister had a great game, had an interception in the first quarter with, like, Three, four minutes Crazy in. Crazy pass breakup that should have been a touchdown. To yeah. The, that he Graham Mertz looked great. uneasy. The entire Wisconsin team went in there, and they just looked uneasy. Eichenberg had 15 tackles. The environment got to him. I mean, they just Wisconsin was not playing good football. No. I don't think Wisconsin's a great team. They're, but they're, they're a respect, team. They're, they're a respectable program. They're a respectable program. They're a respectable team. Who, the vast Paul Chris the is time, a respectable head coach. He's been to the Big Ten title game. He's won the Big Ten. The vast majority of the time, no matter how good or bad they are, they usually still play us tough. Yes. Past the 59 nothing win in the conference it's championship. It's normally a, a close game, ago. especially if it's at Wisconsin, but even when it's been at Columbus, the, it's like still they, they, pretty, they haven't played, yeah. I think, since 2019. No. Since it was the Big Ten title game. But what, normally, whenever Wisconsin and Ohio State play, it's always like a top 15 matchup. It's always a great game. Now, I think Wisconsin, they're not a they're not a top 15 team this year. No. I still think they have a good they do have a good defense. Braylon Allen is an awesome you know, running back. You know what's crazy? He wasn't even a running back till he got to Wisconsin. Yep. He was a linebacker. He had a 75 yard rushing, he was a rushing touchdown. But to be fair, he was playing up against the third string Buckeyes. I, there's not really much to say for Ohio State other than they just look dominant, and they're just proving they are the best team in the Big Ten, and it's going to come down to that matchup in November with Michigan. And with the Wolverines, they, they, got, they, beat, they beat Maryland. I got some stuff. To- <laughs> they, yeah. they beat Maryland. Yeah. Let, let's let I'll, let, I'll let Alan talk. As a Michigan fan, I call this a trap game because our first three games were blow-offs. We... We were supposed to win all three games, which we did. Now, going into this game, everyone was like, oh, Michigan's going to blow out Maryland. It's at the big house. Maryland's not a test. True. Maryland's not a good football team. But I was right. This was a trap game. They almost won. And hopefully this wakes up Michigan because we can't do that next week. Definitely not in Iowa City. Not in no, Iowa City. Because, no. top, you know, if you're a top five team, you go to Kinnick Stadium – it's an automatic loss. It's an automatic <laughs> loss. OSU knows and, about it. Michigan knows about it. And the thing Penn about State, this. No, Penn not Penn State. Maybe Michigan, not. It's weird. 
Minnesota. I'm yeah, glad yeah. Michigan almost lost because it wakes them up and gets us prepared for November. I do Ohio think this State. was the best thing for Michigan. It was the I, best thing for Michigan for sure. They needed because here's the thing: like that. the first play of the game, like two, like not even ten seconds in, you Michigan scored gift. a touchdown. Right. Yes. You got a gift from some that you know, whoever that or whoever that was. That's what lost them the game. That's what ultimately lost them the game. And I think that you also need to say something. Maryland is proving that they are a good, good team. team. And yeah. I do think that they can be like an eight-win team this year. Yes. I do think that they can. They're, they're not going to win the Big Ten. And they're not going to win the East. No. no. Not even close. Um, although, when OSU goes to Maryland, that is a trap game. Yes. Because that might be a night game. And I remember that time in 2018 when we went to Maryland. We only won by one point. 56 to 55. That was the worst Ohio State game I've ever seen. And win. We were lucky. We were lucky. So lucky. We were very lucky to win that game. If they didn't just botch a two point conversion, if the dude. We wouldn't have. Michigan would have won the Big Ten, would have gone on to the college football playoff. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered if OSU would have beaten Michigan. They still would have made, went to the championship. Speaking of Big Ten schools. I think we should talk about how bad Michigan State is playing. They are really disappointing me because I really thought Peyton Thorne was going to be. But this is just showing how big of an impact K-9 had for this team. K-9 was a stud. He was the team. He was everything. He's what made them beat Michigan. But you got to remember, I mean, when Michigan State went on the road, they got housed by Ohio State last year. OSU scored every single drive in the first half. And then after that, they just coasted to a win. They didn't have to even try. They really didn't. And I thought Stroud Michigan had, State— Yeah, Stroud had six touchdown passes in the first half that yeah, game. He, he, it wasn't even close. Michigan State couldn't get anything going. The fuck, and Tuck was not coming. <laughs> Tuck was not coming. And I don't, I don't know where you go, honestly, if you're here with Michigan State. Um, the way they looked against Minnesota, and keep in mind, Minnesota is the team to beat in the West. Um, Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Ibrahim and Tanner, Tanner Morgan. Morgan. Tanner Morgan's experience. I didn't even know he was still with them. I thought he graduated. The experience that those two have. Um, I said Minnesota was the Big Ten West winner this year. I, I said predicted it was that. I was wrong. Well, maybe not. Who, Who barely beat Florida Atlantic this weekend? Yeah, I don't know. I, I shouldn't have gotten into Jeff Brom. I still think Aiden O'Connell's a good quarterback, but the team around him is. Yeah. Eh. Um, the, but the, the experience of. Muhammad Ibrahim, him, even though he was he injured, got injured against us week one last year, proven to be one of the better backs in the Big Ten. I gotta say, going real quick, Blake Corum. Yeah, what well, he worries me. I'm not gonna lie, he's a stud. Blake Corum worries me slightly. Blake Corum had what 240 rushing yards? 243. Unreal. I'm. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care who it's against. If you get 240 rushing yards against any FBS team. That's amazing. Yeah. And Blake Corum is going to be up there. He, he might be a Heisman dark horse because mm-hmm. that Michigan offense runs through him. I know McCarthy, you know, Michigan fans want him. The reason they won that game was because of Corum. Yes. Corum well, got like, he was. Corum got like six, seven yards every carry. Yep. Yeah. Every single one. He never got stopped behind the line. And even if he did, the next play, get he get the first down back. Yeah. It didn't matter. And for Michigan, just you just need to keep feeding the ball to Corum. With, Mich- with Michigan State, you need to look at your defense because your defense has been abysmal the past few weeks. 39 to Washington, 34 to Minnesota. They're just disappointing. They really are. And yeah. they are, I I said they would meet, I thought they would go 9-3 and three this year. 
Um, and I thought that, you know, OSU's game at Michigan State's trap game, I don't anymore. I don't. I think it could still I think be it's, possibly. I think I don't. I really don't. With Michigan State's defense and their secondary is not good. It's not it wasn't good. last year, though. It was the worst in It was the worst, football. and they went 11-2 and and won the Peach Bowl. That's how good their offense was, and that's how good Kenneth Walker was. Y- yes, yes. So They do have an underrated receiving core, though. That's the crazy Jayden part, Reed but Peyton Thorne is just not it. Jaden Reed is good, and honestly, <laughs> if Peyton Thorne keeps us, keep this up, probably transfer to a Mac school. <laughs> be like, Rocky, like, Rocky, be like Rocky Lombardi, and you know they'll be the favorites. He'll transfer to like Western Michigan or something like that. It's okay. We're, we're losing Finn anyways. Toledo. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe we should talk about the Rockets and their amazing performance out in San Diego. Um, Daquan Finn got laid out, and I thought he was going to be done for the year because he got put on a cart. Yeah. The dude, was... the dude literally came back not even 10 minutes later and was playing. And look, uh, to be fair, I didn't really see the play that he got hurt on, but I saw he was in a cart. I'm like... And crying. And he crying. was in a cart and crying. And that, you know... and. I, I, I couldn't even tell you who the backup quarterback was. This dude was Gleason. Ter- he was terrible. Gleason. He was he's, a, he's a Georgia Tech transfer. Terrible. Terrible. You, you ain't going to win a game under Gleason. So, thank God um, Finn was okay. But can we talk about Jason Candle's play calling? That very... I think you got to talk about the drive that San Diego State had to win the game. Um, they shouldn't even have gotten Toledo takes the lead, I think, with three minutes left. Yeah. And San Diego State... Goes right down the field. The thing is, like, like it was not right down the field, and that's a that's on the defense. We wasted we wasted a timeout with I think there's like fifty or less seconds. We wasted a timeout, and then San Diego State scored that touchdown. And I knew going, that they would have. I knew they would have scored that touchdown. Honestly, it's just disappointing. If you because they kept the, the narrative back, going. If you wanted to get the ball back. You let them score in a situation like yeah. that. Yeah, he should. We, we should. You literally just tell linebackers, don't touch him. Just let him score. And if he needs it at the one, not, I mean, so what? Yeah. You're still by four. Right. They can't kick a field goal. Maybe exactly. get a goal line stop. But it just keeps the narrative going of where they cannot win a road game on the like in the West Coast. Yeah. And Toledo, the past few years, really hasn't won a lot of road games. No, they haven't. Not, not even in the MAC. Yeah, they, they went beat up to the, Mount Pleasant last year and lost to Central. They beat the they beat the bad teams. Like they beat Ohio last year. We beat BG last we year. We beat BG, but BG was is a dumpster fire. Yeah. We beat bad teams, but we can't beat either solid or good teams on the road. And that's why this team won't win the MAC. If the, if you can't beat it's not even San San Diego State's quarterback was not good. No. Bormeister or whatever his name was, he was awful. Burmeister. Burmeister. He was awful. Virginia Tech transfer. He wasn't good. He wasn't good at all. And he just torched this team. This was, And it was a terrible game. It was 17-14. to 14. It was a boring game. They so, couldn't score a touchdown in the first half. It just kept the narrative going where they can't win on the West Coast. And Finn didn't even have a good game either. He had three interceptions. He had a touchdown. They just... And and I know it's I know it now they go into Mac play and we'll see where this team is. If they lose to Central Michigan, are we you the, really gotta look at Jason Candle. Are we you the, really gotta look at him. Are we the only scared. ones who are critical about Jason Candle? No, no. No. Most Toledo fans are. They've known this. The only I've said this many times. And the only reason he won the Big Ten in twenty or sorry, the Mac in twenty seventeen, he's never gonna go to the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> He'll it's go because to he, he had NFL team. No, because I like Greg Schiano. Actually, that's Greg true. Greg Schiano's been 
Been we'll go, helping we'll go to Illinois once Bielema leaves. Just like just like Beckman did. I and wouldn't then, even want to go to Illinois. Don't I wouldn't <laughs> even touch that program. No. Um but it's because he had Deontay Johnson, he had Kareem Hunt, he had Logan Woodside, he had NFL players. And other than that, he he I can't when was Toledo's last big win? Like, I mean like a a, a like a team like a win that like got them going in the season. It, they beat it a ranked Cincinnati program. Which was? 2016, maybe. Exactly. They, I mean, they did have some games against BYU. Not, not even a ranked. They beat. They beat a ranked BYU not, team. Not even. Actually. Not even a ranked team. Like just like. They beat I'm a talking about BYU a team, team. Even if it was a beatdown, if it was against a max school, I don't care who it was. Just a a win that got a t- this team going. And for me, it was a few years ago when they beat Western Michigan at home. They were four and one. They went on to lose to Bowling Green that year. They went on to lose their next six games. They finished at six and six. They didn't even make a bowl game. You have all that momentum and you lose to Bowling Green. You lose to Ball State, who at the time was not good. You lose to Buffalo. You lose to Ohio. I mean, I there's not really much to say. I mean, if, if Jason Candle goes six and six or seven to five again, I how do you not fire him? How? I, I don't yes, he's a recruiter. I don't care if you're a recruiter. So is Kerry Combs. And he's a terrible coach. There, there's not much else Kerry to say. Kerry Combs was a good positional coach. He was not a good overall coordinator of no. that entire defense. He's not yeah, no. If he was just defensive backs coach, would have never been an issue. Because he can actually recruit defensive backs. Just put him up in the booth with a speaking spell. That's all you need. Yep. Just with Ken Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Man. So that was, it, like you said, it played right into the narrative of Toledo. Not they do the same the stuff Coast. every year. It's um, every single year. They just can't win on the West Coast. I knew they were going to lose the game. I, they, I when, mean. When do we get tired of going to the Bahama Bowl every they single don't. year? They oh, don't. I wouldn't. I, wouldn't I mean, if it. I was a player, I wouldn't mind. You could spend a week out there, but you're not. you're never going to win the MAC, and you're never going to make the NFL. You're not going to make the NFL unless you win the MAC. Not true. Un- or that's not unless true. you're a standout player. Yeah, I was about to say that's not true. But we've had some guys not win the MAC. Who- standout players win the MAC. Yes. It's simple as that. Yeah, you can make the NFL without winning the MAC. But if you're in these small, you know, MAC, Sun Belt, not even the American anymore. The Americans, like tier, like one B. To the honestly, one A. The Sun Belt for me is almost as equal. But the to Max, the Max now. is so bad this year. The Mac really is awful this year. I mean, there's like, I mean, the top twenty-five of the worst teams. There was eight Mac teams. Mm-hmm. Eight. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's it's tough. The Mac is just awful. Yeah. And you're putting games on Thursdays and Tuesdays, Tuesdays. and nobody's coming to these games. There's, there's, it's, it's just a, it's just a joke. It's a dumpster fire. It's a bit of a dumpster fire overall as a conference. The MAC right hasn't now. been good since Western was ranked. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, Western went through. They just plowed through the MAC. Yeah. They, they didn't even, they didn't even get tested. See, that's the thing. Even with good Toledo head coaches, they still somehow get tested. You know, you had P.J. Fleck at Western who did whatever he wanted, really, yeah. to the MAC. And, yeah. I mean, now he's at 
the best Big Ten West program. Yeah. Scott Min- Uma, Min- go Gophers. Minnesota is just a roller coaster. Yeah. They yeah, are they'll be coaster. bad. They'll be it's good. It's funny because be they bad, lost to Bowling Green last year. Yeah, I know. And they still went 9-3. and three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes complete sense. Yeah, man. I just, the and, ma- then, and then Marshall beats Notre Dame, and then they go on losing to Bowling Green. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Bowling Green's better than Notre Dame. We should have played Bowling Green week one. They respected our win better. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. I swear. Man. Yeah, the MAC as a whole – might be the weakest conference in Division One FBS. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's fair to say. I mean, the Sun Belt. If you have, not, you have yeah. J- maybe you have, Conference you have, USA. You have, maybe James, ca- you have James Madison. Even Conference USA has teams like UAB who are, you know, nine and three every other year who have solid teams. Yeah. But the MAC hasn't had like a team that's won 10 games, I think, in a few years. Doesn't NI, feel N- like it NIU anyway. didn't win it last year, or NIU didn't win 10 games last year. When Central won it in 2021, 20, they didn't win 10 games. I mean, it's it sucks because I love the MAC. I, I love the teams in the MAC. I love Toledo. Um, but the conference as a whole just isn't good. Yeah. And it hasn't been good for a while. You're right. You're right. But what can you do? Fire Jason Candle. No, not, that won't happen. No, I'm not saying no. As a whole conference, not, as a whole conference, I don't know what you can do specifically for the future. And like how you can try going. to go get teams. No one's going to want to come to the MAC. There were two teams that were trying. It was out of the UMass. It was not UMass. UMass tried. It was Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee. Western Kentucky wanted to join the MAC. This was just this past. Uh, Year with all the conference re- realignment last year, when after Oklahoma, middle, yeah, Texas, you middle, had Middle Tennessee went on the road and just obliterated Miami. You <laughs> want yeah, just now? Yeah, yeah. But it was Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee. It was practically almost a done deal. Middle Tennessee kind of backed out. Middle Tennessee never, they weren't in on it like Western Kentucky was. They were a package deal, and it fell through. It was kind of remember how like the Americans going to look totally different. You're going to have like Florida. Uh, like Florida International join, you're going to have a bunch of the, all these other schools from Conference USA mm-hmm. go to the American replace all the, the guys. Conference are going USA to the might disband. Conference USA is getting Sam Houston State <laughs> next well, year. Yeah, they're getting like New Mexico State and a bunch of other programs. New Mexico some other State's programs. terrible. They are. I mean, I know, but it's just way of ways of conferences trying to stay afloat more than anything. Anyway, that's all they, I care and about. And they're getting FCS teams. That's why JMU is in the Sun Belt. In the Sun Belt, and but that's hey, why North Dakota State team, should join. That's a team who's genuinely. Okay with the jump though. They're good enough to be North Dakota State needs to either go to the mountain. They West do ha- they do actually something. have an issue. Uh it's the fact that they don't have enough varsity sports. You have to have a certain amount of sports programs. You need to have like sixteen. Like eight of each. Or I don't remember the set of rules, but I know you need to have sixteen sports. They only have thirteen. And you have to be get able bowl, to get a bowling team. <laughs> I try, I'll try, tra- transfer to end transfer to transfer N- NDSU. To NDSU. Man, but yeah, in the middle that's order. another program who easily could make that jump. You got easy. a bunch of easy. They easy. would. They I, can beat Iowa. Honestly, I think the Pac-12 would call them. I think they could jump to a Power Five conference because of their history. Is that a Power Five conference anymore? Really? I mean, it still is right now. It is right now. Right now, Techn- you're right, but maybe even the American. But then again, the American the American doesn't go up that north. Well, one, it doesn't go up that north and two. But who knows, because the Big Ten's adding the, two teams from California and makes the whole ge- geographical thing look stupid. But. Yeah. I mean, the SEC. And then Oregon, you know what? The Oregon SEC will join. Should, Washington will join. The SEC should call. 
North Dakota State. (laughs) The Southeastern Conference. Once once Clemson joins the SEC, the ACC is just going to fold. Because then Florida State's going to go. North Carolina's going to go. Miami might go. Miami's going to go. And it makes sense geographically. Yeah. But, you know, if you're the Big Ten, you're going to have to try to compete with them. you, You have two options for the Big Ten to take from that conference. There's not a lot. That would fit their standard. You can take Kentucky. Nah, they don't have the. They're not. They're, they're not going to leave. They're not going to leave the SEC. No, I wasn't going to say Kentucky. I'm thinking of of a perspective where I could realistically see the Big Ten going take out. Kansas. Get, take take the best. Take the best basketball program. Know, Kansas. Kansas take is the best a legitimate football program. Genuinely, Kansas is a legitimate program who would be a possibility. Uh, I was thinking of ACC schools, but uh, yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Literally undefeated. Kansas should the, Kansas should be ranked in football. That's crazy to say, but they should be. But yeah, that that, that of, is a school that could legitimately be an option for more expansion. I was thinking of ACC. The two teams specifically would be North Carolina and Virginia because of the academic standard that the Big Ten always holds up to. I do think if you're the Big Ten, you I know it's not the most like sexy school, but West Virginia would make sense. I mean, geographically, it makes sense. School-wise. Because them being in the Big 12, it's like West Virginia, and everyone else is in Texas, yeah. Oklahoma. It, it do, they fit the basically. ACC, though. They should have been in the ACC a long time ago. Yeah. Because that whole geographical air, um, part is just that whole section yes. up the East Coast. And they've always wanted to be in the ACC, really. That's where they were trying to go. It's where they've always wanted to be. They fit those pro. I mean, look, look who they used to play. They used to play Louisville, Syracuse. You know, play they played somebody, Pittsburgh this year. Right, they're they're the backyard nemesis. brawl. They're they can do. They could have the, the backyard brawl every year if they join the ACC. Yeah, yeah. which is a f- underrated and fun rivalry. One of the most underrated. Yeah, Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, I think we call that wraps there. Yeah, I think we call that wraps on this episode. Uh, Thank you all for listening today, uh, tomorrow, and the next, and the next day, and the the next next day. day. But uh, we'll be back Thursday. With our picks. With our picks. Or maybe something else, possibly. But uh, if not, it will be our picks. Um, Thank you all for listening. Keep on listening. Share the word. Spread the message. Ball and Beats, best podcast in the world. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Peace. Peace. Peace.